Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and today we're going to talk about self-harming behaviors. As we make the journey home to ourselves, we want to interrupt any forms of self-harming so that we can choose to live, to thrive, to flourish. As we understand self-harming behaviors, I want to talk about what they are, what some reasons are that people may engage in them, and what you can do to interrupt those behaviors. So there are a number of reasons why people describe harming themselves. It is a way of dealing with overwhelming emotions. Sometimes people use self-harming behaviors to express something that is hard for them to put into words. Self-harming behaviors are physical actions and they can be a way of making an invisible pain visible visible to yourself or visible to others. Some people find emotional relief by shifting from an emotional pain to a physical pain. Others engage in self-harming behaviors as a way of controlling circumstances when so many things feel out of control. Self-harming behaviors are used by some as a way of trying to escape traumatic memories or painful thoughts. And it also can be a way that people choose to punish themselves. Finally, I want to name that some people engage in self-harming behaviors because they have been feeling numb, disconnected or dissociated, and they engage in harmful behaviors in order to feel anything, in order to feel something. There are those who will say when they have uh, thoughts of suicide, instead of taking suicidal actions, instead they will engage in behaviors as a moderation of the thought and the drive and the motivation to lessen the impact, to lessen the pressure or the pull around suicide. So if you have engaged in self-harming behaviors, I invite you to think about which of those different reasons apply to you. And if none of them apply and you have a different reason why you have engaged in self-harming behaviors, it will be important to reflect on those so that we can shift our thoughts, our feelings, and eventually the behaviors. So it is important to know that while it may feel like a coping strategy in the moment, 
and may give a sense of temporary relief that it often has longer-term consequences psychologically and or physically. So a person may inadvertently or accidentally harm themselves in ways that are more severe than they intended. They may also, in the aftermath of the self-harming behaviors, have feelings of shame, guilt, embarrassment, confusion, insecurity, disappointment in themselves if they had set a goal to stop engaging in those behaviors. So there are a number of ways that people harm themselves. I don't want to go into uh, explicit details, but just to give a few examples is important because some of you may be engaging in self-harming behaviors and never thought about it or framed it in that way to consider that you are harming yourselves. So for some people that can involve cutting or burning or biting, it might involve picking or scratching at the skin. It might involve pulling at the hair. It may involve a person hitting themselves or hitting walls in a way that ends up uh, causing harm to them. It can also be thought of when we uh, consider the misuse or over abuse of substances, whether alcohol, prescription drugs, or recreational drugs. For some people, it may be engaging in unsafe sexual practices. And finally, I'll mention that for some, it may be uh, getting into fights, instigating fights where you know you will be hurt. And so as you think about that list and perhaps some that I did not name, I would invite you to consider in this moment, uh, when was the last time you engaged in a self-harming behavior? I would invite you to think about how frequently do you engage in those behaviors? What are the physical and emotional consequences of those actions? And then to consider your why. Uh, what is the motivation and what is the relief or the solution that you are looking for when you engage in those actions. So it is important to know that we can interrupt those actions, that we can shift that behavior, that there are people who uh, engaged in a lot of self-harming behavior and have either reduced uh, the frequency or severity of those behaviors or eliminated them completely. So there is hope as we think about what we can do instead of those actions. So whenever we think of something as a coping strategy, it's important to consider one, what is the primary problem, the actual problem that you are seeking relief from because the self-harming behavior does not ultimately solve problems. It may feel like a temporary fix. So if I begin to instead address what is the real issue that can interrupt this cycle of self-soothing through self-harming, which ends up being an avoidance of the actual issue. We also can think about uh, other strategies, which are replacement strategies, ways of coping that won't 
have the physical or psychological consequences that the self-harming behaviors have. So these are a number of different strategies that some people have found helpful. And I would invite you to experiment with them until you find the ones that are helpful to you. So persons who engage in scratching or cutting behaviors will sometimes take a, a marker and draw on the area of their body where they usually engage in the self-harming behavior. Some people will use choose to use a red pen or a red marker in order to do that same action, but it does not have uh, the physical risk uh, or consequences of the harming behaviors. Some other people will also choose cold water or holding on to ice. And so holding on to ice cubes can be a way of shifting what you are feeling in the moment. Some people will put cold water uh, on their face or take a cold shower or put their hands under cold water as a way of shifting and interrupting that drive uh, for self-harm. Some people will uh, use a rubber band, so they may keep a rubber band on their wrist and at certain times uh, pluck the rubber band, ping the rubber band, so it creates a stinging sensation, but that stinging sensation uh, is not causing actual harm, does not leave uh, the scarring, and also uh, doesn't run the risk of uh, creating actual uh, harm. Another activity that some people find helpful is playing loud music. So it helps to uh, get you out of your head to interrupt those thoughts. And so shifting to either making music with you know, pots and pans or instruments or playing loud music. In addition, some people will engage in uh, cutting fruits and vegetables. So that uh, chopping motion, the cutting motion, can be a way of having relief without causing actual harm. Another way that people can release energy or tension uh, is through exercise. And so if we think about going for a run or a walk, going to the gym, playing sports, that can be a big release. Some people appreciate the opportunity to scream or to yell whether in an empty space where people will not uh, be alerted or some people will scream into a pillow as a way of getting that tension out of the body. Another activity is some people will keep Play-Doh and create different uh, models with the clay and then smash what they have created. So it gives you that uh, release and that outlet, that disruption without actually causing harm. Another uh, activity that people will do along the lines of the exercise is yoga or Tai Chi or another form of dance. And so uh, experimenting with how you feel after you engage in different forms of movement uh, can be helpful in order to allow your body to release without creating harm. Some people choose to play computer games, video games, and engaging in that can distract the mind. And also, it's a way to focus your energy and have 
a release of energy. Another one which may not uh, surprise you, perhaps even if you have never thought about it, is bubble wrap. And it has those uh, little bubbles on it and people will pop those. And so, you know, you can get that in any stores that provide moving materials or uh, some stores that wrap uh, kind of fragile materials will have the, the bubble wrap. And so engaging in uh, that can be a safe way, having a sense of relief. Another one is some people will choose to tear up paper. And so uh, whether cutting the paper or ripping the paper, if you are in a place that still makes telephone books, some people have used telephone books and just going through the pages as a way of uh, having that, that sense of relief. Another example that people have found uh, helpful is to blow up balloons and then pop the balloons. That uh, both uh, the sound uh, and the impact and seeing that aftermath of being able to take something in one form and create it into another form can have that parallel process of expressing perhaps what you feel is happening on the inside. Along those lines, creativity can be a great replacement activity. Instead of harming yourself to think about writing a poem, writing a song, making up jokes or telling jokes, or engaging in play. In your play, you might choose to draw or to paint. You might choose to create your own uh, cartoon or even your own video where you take pictures that kind of represent what you're feeling or thinking and then put those pictures together with music or with your voice. And so in that way, you're able to express what you're feeling. And if you don't have the words, the images and the music that you choose are helping you to tell the story. Some people uh, find relief by uh, making jewelry and other arts and crafts. Some people uh, by cooking, some people by cleaning. Others get engaged with blogging, journaling. Some people share on social media. I would just caution you around the social media sharing uh, to be mindful of what exactly you would like people to know if you are posting under your actual name. Some people will create a, a different name and then make that a space where they can uh, express what they're feeling or thinking. Another creative way of uh, relieving that distress can be rearranging your room or redecorating your space, whether painting or moving the furniture around, figuring out a way to have relief by shifting the space. Some people will move their bed from one wall to another and get a sense of both power and control and, to, and a sense that they were able to make an impact uh, or to engage in something that had results, right? You redecorate your room, then you can see and experience the results. Some people will go to journaling or diary, so it doesn't just have to be writing to share with the public, but writing for yourself. It's also important to know you can have relief through social support. 
And so talking to a friend, a family member, online support groups, crisis hotlines, those can be places where you can relieve the frustration or the distress by speaking about it. And even if you feel you don't have the words when you talk about someone who's a really good friend or a crisis hotline worker, it does not require or they do not require you to have it all figured out, that it's okay if you can't explain fully what you're feeling. It may be just to be able to sit in someone's presence or with someone on the phone. It may be to have someone present uh, for your tears. It may be that the silent presence of someone can in and of itself be healing when you feel that you are uh, accepted and appreciated, seen, heard, and valued. Then it is uh, important that when we are feeling the despair that is causing us to want to harm or when we're feeling numbness that is causing us to want to harm for us to turn to our gratitude list. So we've talked about gratitude before as a way of pushing back on depression. Uh, But whether you're feeling numb or a lot of emotional pain, being able to think about if there is anything in your life that you're pleased with, that you are content about. It may be um, that, you know, things aren't working out in your relationships or on your job, but you're glad for a friend you have or you're glad for your pet or you're glad for your family members or you love the city you live in. So what is something that you can appreciate about your current life, no matter how small it may be. It also can be helpful to think about moments from the past that we are proud of ourselves for. So instead of punishing myself for my mistakes, for my errors, for the ways I fall short, it can help me to think about, you know, no matter how long ago it was, what are some things I did or said that I feel uh, proud of myself for. It may be the time I spoke up for myself. It may be finishing school. It may be that I went after a job and I got it. It may be that I like the kindness that I showed to a person. It may be a different bad habit uh, that I had and I stopped doing, doing that and started Uh, doing more healthy behaviors. It may be a time when I told the truth and it was a risk and there were consequences, but I'm proud of myself because I told the truth. And so I invite you to think about uh, what those activities are for you. And then it can also be helpful uh, to think about comfort, comfort and relaxation. So taking a bath or a shower, having a massage, whether a massage from someone else or a self-massage. It may be holding your pet or embracing or hugging someone or hugging yourself. Uh, For some of you, it may be taking a nap or having something nourishing to eat. It can also be meditation to help you relax, silent meditation, guided meditation, walking meditation, aromatherapy, 
uh, has also been found soothing for a number of people. So either uh, getting your favorite scents, and if you don't know what they are, uh, checking out different scents to see what are the ones that calm you or what are the ones that relieve tension in your body and in your emotions. And so those can be great ways uh, to shift yourself. And then I want to name that some people will choose to engage in a specific activity in action. And that may be reading or rereading a favorite book. It may be getting out of the house, that if you stay in the house at this time, that you may be more likely to engage in those behaviors. And so going to a museum, going to the movies, going to visit a friend, all of those can be activities. Playing games, whether games on your phone or board games or card games. A beautiful healing activity can be gardening. So many people, I think, during the pandemic discovered or rediscovered gardening or baking. So baking can be uh, healing as well. We can think about the ways in which we can clear our minds and clear our space so that instead of harming ourselves, we are engaging in care for ourselves. And so we can give ourselves additional time and space to think before we engage in those activities. So if you were thinking about harming yourself to say, I want to take sacred pause and give myself uh, 10 minutes, give myself 15 minutes, 30 minutes of doing something else, and then I will reconsider, right? Let me uh, go watch a show or let me call a friend or let me drink some tea and light a candle. And if your activity is burning, then we don't want to use the lighting of the candle. If that is not triggering for you and it's something that is soothing and calming for you, that can be an activity as well. And so we recognize that we are deserving of care, that we are deserving our health and well-being, our wholeness. And so we can explore ways of calming, explore ways of soothing, explore ways of expressing ourselves. And then you can also give yourself permission for a fresh start. Sometimes if we have engaged in self-harming behaviors, then we feel like we're back to uh, ground zero, and so it doesn't matter, and now we're back at a high frequency and high severity. And so we want to give ourselves permission to start over. So even if I engaged in one of these activities that was harmful yesterday or today, for me to look at the clock, say this is a new moment, this is a new moment, I give myself permission to turn the page I give myself permission to make a new choice. I give myself permission to reclaim my worthiness of my peace and my care. And so we begin to recognize the gift that we can give ourselves and to know that the self-harming behaviors, the self-punishing behaviors, are signs and indicators 
of our disconnection from ourselves. And so we can remind and affirm ourselves of this journey we have chosen to be on to come home to ourselves, to come home to our peace, to come home to our recognition of our own worthiness, to come home to truth-telling, to come home to freedom, the freedom to make another choice, the freedom to nourish and care for ourselves, the freedom to decide that the choices and the actions that I took on yesterday are not a life sentence, that I can make a new choice on today. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.